All right. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, now, sir. Now, hold on. Hold on. Let me get the the introduction yeah, let me, right. Let, yeah, do let me get this. Piece. Let me do your intro so, piece, man. When I started off this podcast, I'm acting like this is like years ago. <laughs> you know, one man, one dream with Adriana mm-hmm. as well, of course. For sure. Respect. She's gotta working. Somebody's got to pay for this. So Got to shout out wifey, man, first of all. <laughs> and... Last last podcast, I had Terrell on. Mm-hmm. First guest, uh, comfortable coronavirus environment. <laughs> and now, I don't even know where to begin with man. with the legend that we have oh, with man. us today. I mean, some, some people would say he's the Puma Life CEO. Uh, second to only Meek, probably in this all of Philadelphia fact. with the Puma wear. I'll take it. He's probably got, if you're, put it this way. If you're trash at ball, he has not done your videos. That's how you know you're trash. Okay. 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 So Duke, you know, uh, yeah. Kansas, Kentucky, yeah. trash because right. we have not stepped foot on there yet. Facts. But Ryder, moving on up. Timber Facts. Creek. Facts. Home we team. we could talk about that for days. Home team. So sure. the home team right now is popping off of uh, BCTV. I don't know. Do you want BCTV? We got. Maybe we shouldn't plug the... You want the personal page out there? Nah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> what but, is the personal page? Uh, it's just... We don't BC, even know anymore. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Personal doesn't matter anymore. BCTV. We got Brandon Cornelius in the yes, house. Sir. Hey, Litty, here we go. Brandon is, I mean, one of, one of my two oldest friends in the entire world. Grew oh, down gee. the street from each other. And... Um, this is this is part of the reason why I wanted to start to do this, just so I can have my friends on who are also doing yeah. uh, very interesting things. Brandon's a videographer, photographer. I know I cap with all the bullshit, but <laughs> in all honesty, genuinely, anything from, I think sports world is yeah. definitely where you're most active in. That's for what sure. people would definitely know you for the most. Sure. But, I mean, you can take a picture of anything, a beautiful video of anything, and chop it up and... Right. Is that safe to say? That's yeah, been, you, that's been you, the grind. You like my manager, man. I'm I'm, bro, I need going. I need the, the check for sure. <laughs> I got you. Twenty five percent, man. You know what I'm saying? Day one home. You got to support and show love. So that's that's. I think that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, just. I just wanted to have you on and chop yeah. it up. I think you're very. Um, I think you have a, a great perspective on things because you you do have a true entrepreneurial spirit and you for real. Yeah. Make money yeah. off of your own business, not yeah. some, oh, I'm on Instagram and I take pictures. Like, right. no, this is what you do every single day. It's a grind. Yes, and uh, you network like a champ. I mean, I think there's a lot of levels to this that most people would say, oh, I want to work for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to have a business. I yeah. want to do this. I want to do that. And I think it's easy if you look at Gary Vee all the time and you're like, I want to do what that guy does. Yeah. They don't understand the grind. That it's How hard a, do you think it actually is? Like, it's one. Of, they say it's one of the hardest things to do. Honestly, man, and you know, Gary Vee is a great example because we see him now, but we don't see the 25, 30 years before that he's been on this grind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get to where he is and constantly having to like reinvent himself and pivot and adjust to the times and things like that. So that's why they say entrepreneurship is like one of the hardest things to do in the world because you don't really know until you know. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really hit till it hits. Mm-hmm. You just got to continue to, like, stay on this grind. And you don't necessarily have the safety or backing of a regular job with benefits, a steady check, and things like that. So 
you know, there's pros and cons to it, of course. And it just kind of depends on, you know, if you're really passionate about what you're doing um, and if you're willing to grind it out and you're willing to take those lumps and falls and, you know, you're willing to lose some money at first mm-hmm. just to network and build up a good network of people that you can depend on. And then the money comes later. Like there's so many different factors to entrepreneurship, bro. But what I will say is that you can look at anybody who's ever done it at a high level and it's like literally the best thing that they've ever did was become an entrepreneur because now they control their life for real, for real, financially, you know, time-wise, just peace of mind-wise, which is like the most important thing to me. It's like, if you don't have peace of mind in anything that you're doing, then you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. You know? I think that the, the, one of the factors that I I feel like I've seen in anybody who's um, entrepreneur, like anyone from my mom to like Mm -hmm. Jay-Z, there's a, Yo, it, talk about what your mom does, cause you like so what again, about my like, mom? to reiterate, like this has been my best friend forever, right? And his mom does sign language, but I didn't know that it was her own business until like oh, yeah. one or two summers ago, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, like you've been this the whole time, cause like ever yeah. since I've known her, she's been getting to it. I'm like, dang, her job is dope, but it's like her. Yeah. And it like opened up this, um, like I already had an immense amount of respect, but it's just like from a business perspective, it was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Like, Yeah, it's funny when you talk to your best friend's mom about how she does her taxes. Yeah. Yo, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. And I'm you're like, like oh, I'm really? like, is that Donovan, how you filed it? Yeah. Interesting. Like, yes. But it wasn't that. I'm like, whoa, you like, you're like, you're an entrepreneur. Oh, like, businesswoman though. Yeah. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. So like, I was like, wow, okay. And that was one of the moments where I was like, all right, I'm on the right path. Cause I'm sitting here for the first, what are we, 25, mm-hmm. 23 years of my life thinking that she's working <laughs> for a company, like, but not thinking that it's her own. So it was like mm-hmm. really inspiring to be like, wow, like she really did that. And, you know? and being, uh, I think that it gets um, misconstrued sometimes with like what it means to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you work for nobody. Right, it's yeah. only you and this, yeah. that. Like she self-contracts herself out. Like that. you choose the jobs that you do. You set the price of your work to a certain extent. I mean, That's... you understand the field so yeah. you're not overpricing yourself or right. undercutting yourself. Right. But uh, what I was, I just didn't want to lose this point because yeah. I felt like this was super true for everyone. I think most people would say this, right? Mm-hmm. When you come into being an entrepreneur, you're not um your skill level is obviously never as high as it's going to be the next day. When you keep doing it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but there is this like very 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 high sense of confidence. Like mm-hmm. you uh, believe in your ability to do this thing. Right. Right. And the skill will come with it later, but what people are attracted to is your confidence in yourself that, that you is. can make this happen. Yeah. Because I think from anything, right, if, if you're truly an entrepreneur and there's no daddy's money behind you or something mm-hmm. like that, you're really doing it for yourself, You there's no money. Like, you're, yeah. not, you're not doing this from some financial pedestal that you're just walking off yeah. of onto your next venture. Like, True startup. You have to really cultivate this yourself. Mm-hmm. And that comes with, okay, then I'm putting out a video every single day and I'm going to make it the best video that I can make that day. I'm going to do the best job I can do this day. I'm going to write the best lyric I can do this day, the Mm -hmm. best picture this day and build off of that. Mm -hmm. But for me, it it all comes down to the confidence thing, which in all honesty, like I would love for this to become an entrepreneurial thing, but the confidence behind it 
sometimes I find myself falling behind like, well, I need good lights and good gear and good cameras because right. that needs to hold it up if the content yeah. lacks. You but know you what I know mean? what's interesting about that, bro, is like, <clears throat> of course, you need confidence in anything you do, whether you are in a quote unquote regular job. You need confidence to know that, you know, I'm the best one at this specific position or else your boss is going to find somebody else. Same thing with entrepreneurship. It's like if I have a couple who is having a wedding soon. Just said a little kinda, bit closer. Oh, my bad, I'm so my bad. scared. I don't want to miss any no, of this. Did, yes, yeah. perfect. perfect. So, uh, yeah, lean in just a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm listening to you and I'm also yeah, like, oh like, my God, right. I just need to sound good. Y'all are wearing different hats. <laughs> good, yes. But I was saying, like, if you have a couple that is getting married soon and they're obviously starting to source out photographers, videographers, and things like that, and they approach you, not only do you have to have, obviously, samples that you can send, but... Especially in the day and age we're at now where social media, you need to be like confident in what you do. It's like, hey, like this is my work. This is how much I charge. And you need to be firm with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people are going to pick up on all of those little things that you may not be confident in. And this is the biggest day of their life. So they're not trying to just get anybody. That's they're trying to point. get the best of the best within their budget. So it's like that confidence plays a key. But on the flip side, it's like what I found out is that you're not always going to be confident. It's like, again, no matter what you do in life, there's going to be so many other people that do the same thing, mm. you know, especially in this world of social media where it's like there's nothing too, too exclusive anymore. Like people are going to pick up on a wave and just try to do it. So whatever lane you're in is going to be oversaturated. And sometimes it can get a little discouraging because you're like, you know what, like I feel like I'm the best, but... I may not be getting as much views as this person on Instagram. And I know my work is better. I was going to say, but I know my content yeah. is better than that. But then person. it's like, right. but again, it's like with social media, a lot of times that content doesn't matter. It's like, what are your views like? How many mm -hmm. likes are you getting? Who follows you? How many followers do you have? And it's so messed up sometimes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes for somebody who maybe on the fence with the entrepreneurship thing, because a lot of people come into it saying, you know what, I think entrepreneur look like being an entrepreneur looks cool. Let me do it. And they don't really know the ramifications of like everything that comes with it. Yeah. So they just jump in and then they get into all this and they're like, well, I don't know anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it depends on just the type of person you are. Again, it goes back to like the passion that you have for it. You know, luckily for me, video, like anything creative has always been ingrained in me, mm -hmm. you know, just subconsciously, just because of everything that I ever watched growing up, either movie, like, you know me, I love movies, mm -hmm. documentaries. I watch SportsCenter every single day. So this was naturally something that I knew I wanted to get into. I didn't know it would be like actually behind the camera. Like I thought at first I was gonna be like a SportsCenter anchor. Mm -hmm. Like that was my first dream job. I wanted to be like Stuart Scott and all them and things right. like that. And then as I started getting older, I was looking at the different shots. Or like I would watch ESPN 30 for 30 or I would watch the Sports Center specials. And I'm like, oh, these like this is like a really cool story. So I started to find out that there's people behind the scenes that are actually putting this together, you know, and really yeah. making the well, magic. Who are who are really making it that look the really way. Really making it, it look yeah. good. And we think and this <laughs> that is dude not, is just sitting in a room alone yeah, talking, right? There's yeah. nothing around him. Facts, yeah. bro. And it's not just even sports, it's like Disney. Like we've all seen Disney movies and as you get older you're like, all right, like these characters are dope, but like who's making the characters? Like who are the animators? Who are right. the 
you know, um, DPs or directors of photography, people mm-hmm. that shoot it, like, who are these people? Because, you know, you get to a level of maturity to know that, all right, like a lot of the Disney stuff is imaginative, but there's real work that's put behind this imagination that's created. God, they work on those movies for like for five years, years yes, before they ever come years. out, right? So once I started to see that, you know, I shifted more towards, all right, like, how can I get behind the lens, they call it? Or, like, how can I get behind the scenes? Okay. You know what I'm saying? So what? So the switch from wanting to be in front of the camera to behind the camera was more that you wanted to be the person to yeah. make it look like Because, that. you know... That's I, what you realized yeah. you liked. You didn't actually... Right. Not, like, the ego of being in front of the right. thing is cool. Right. But if you don't have any say over how you look, Facts. it's not worth Facts. it. I want to be okay. the person that paints the picture. And it's just me, bro. I'm not, I'm not the center of attention all the time it's just not I was gonna me. say it's not really your yeah, personality but yes. I am the person that can sit back and just chill and peep the scene and see what looks cool see what people are cool and then I can vibe with you but I'm not the one that's just gonna jump yes. in a room and just light it up you know no, but I was gonna, gonna say time. I think you have a um like the trait that I would put most with you is us like a sense of agreeableness like oh, you yeah. have an ability to not judge someone you can come in to a situation and Feel it out and be a part of it Thanks. and ingrain yourself in it. And then through that, mm-hmm. people want you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And then if they have something that they want to show yeah. and you feel like you have something that you can show for them, right. then it, it's like this good partnership. But Thanks. it's like you were saying with the networking thing. Mm-hmm. It's like so much of that comes from you're just in the room. You're just there, I'm right? Just there, bro. So what was – so going into it, because how long have you been doing this now? I would say like three years now. Three like years real, now. Real. Yeah, three years. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, I think people know this about you, but I mean, you had a very successful baseball career yeah. prior yeah. to doing this. Yeah. And you walked away from that baseball career to yeah. do this. Oh, man. Damn. I haven't thought about that. I mean, a that's a real story. I mean, right. like to play professional baseball. I don't right. know how else to say it. It's not like you're going to Japan. I yeah. mean, like it's... really on the grind in, I guess, what do you call that? The. It was independent. Like they called it the um, they called it indie ball, sort of independent circuit. But, but so, actively um, working toward yeah, a major league baseball yeah. career. I and mean, it's how, that's and what how, you were doing your whole life, right? And it's right. how a lot of entered people the draft, trying to get drafted. I yeah. mean, you did the whole thing. Did the whole thing. I mean, it's dang, bro. I haven't thought about this in so long. I think that's what I want to talk to you about because I think that you're. I mean, I feel like I would be so discri- like you. You put so much time. And mm-hmm. effort, literally blood, sweat, tears. It's your whole life is playing this. Yeah. You go to school, but you got an education because of baseball. Right, right. Like, how did that decision, did it come as easily as you told it to me? Or did you really fight back and forth about, like, I think I am done with this? I mean, I don't think it's ever as easy as we put it. I think yeah. whenever we tell it to people, we're already at a certain level of, we have a certain level of peace with it to where we can be like, yeah, I just, I just made it. But... I mean, during the time, it's like you said, man, um, really growing up, my favorite sport was basketball. Right. Like, I, I swore I wanted to be in the NBA. I didn't really watch baseball like that. I was never the biggest fan. I always tell people I just happened to be naturally better at the sport. Like, in high school, I would play basketball all year round. And then whenever basketball was over, I would switch to baseball. And then I would pick up a bat and, like, hit a home run. Like, it would just come naturally to me which I'm sure made a lot of people mad because a lot of people put real work in all yeah, year round for walk baseball. walk through the open door, bro. Life is, life's about working smarter, <laughs> yeah, not harder. Come sure, on, man. For yeah. sure. 
So, you know, I started realizing that baseball was what I was going to go to college for probably around junior year of high school. And just because I started getting interest and I had gone to like these showcases and I was doing my thing and I had the stats to prove it. Like I, you know, I Bro, you're the played. only person in real life that I know who hit a walk off grand slam <laughs> in yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I was like, sure. what? Was Bro, I saw that on uh, fucking Twitter and yeah, all, all, like crazy. on the internet without you showing it to me. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I thought I like sent it I, to you. No, wow. I was on my phone. Like, going to bed, because yeah, it was a night game or something, yeah. and I knew you were out in Syracuse or something, playing yeah, some game. Right. And I'm scrolling through my timeline, and it was, like, retweeted, because it was getting yeah, hella was buzz, getting like, real organic yeah, buzz. And I was like, oh, walk-off Grand Slam, oh, okay. And then I watched it, and then I heard the announcement, right, Brandon right. Cornelius, <laughs> walk-off Grand Slam! I was like... Brain. I watched it like four times. Yeah. I was like, "What?" Man, bro, that's I did not know that. That's no, dumb. yes, that like just came to me. That's and then dumb. when I talked to you after, I was like, "What?" And you were like, "Yeah, yeah bro, bro, I don't even know." <laughs> I Man, was just up to bat. I guess that's that the was moment. that was like one of the highlights of my like career. How, so how cool of a feeling is that? Where people, you know, you're yeah. bottom of the ninth, yeah. two outs. Is that a? Did you stepping up to the plate? I mean, what's me, your thought process? Yeah, I'll take you through it. So this is a summer league. So it was called the NYCBL New York Collegiate Baseball League. I think at the time it was ranked like the fourth best summer league that you can go to in America or whatever. Most people hear of like the Cape Cod League, which is like where the top, top talent goes to. And this was like ranked fourth or whatever. So I would stay down in Syracuse for the summer. That's where my team was based out of. And we would travel all throughout New York State and Canada even sometimes and play. And then there would be like a lot of scouts there, a lot of exposure, a lot of pro scouts and things like that. So I think this was like a July night. I think it was July yeah, set 20th. The scene. Yeah, I got to set the scene. <laughs> July 20th, 2016. And we were, and this is the game that we needed to get into the playoffs, right? Really? Yeah. Oh my God, this like a movie. Yeah, so um, bottom of the ninth, right? Game is tied. I'm up fourth that inning. So, uh, first batter walks, second batter gets a drag bunt, which is like you just bunt for a hit. They laid a bunt down, they made it safe. Third batter walked, yeah, he walked, and then I'm up. So, at this time, the other team takes their pitcher out and they bring like their stud in. And I think it might have been like Mariana Rivera's son or like something like that. Yeah, bro, it was crazy. Like, he threw really, really hard. So, everybody's like, oh, like they was hyping him up. So, in baseball, like, bases low to no out. And, again, like, you're just taught, look, first pitch you see, just swing at that thing. Like, you know, because any, like, it doesn't even have to be a hit. It can be a deep fly ball into the outfield. It's going to score the run. You're going to score and you win. we're going to win. So, I'm thinking, I know he's going to try to throw me a fastball because he throws hard. So, like, I'm like, man, I'm just going to swing at this, John. Like, seriously, I'm just going to swing. Yeah. Like, you're just, yeah. I'm going for it. I'm That's in your mind. I'm mine as well. I have three yeah. swing. I have three chances to hit a baseball, right? Right. So, he's done warming up. I'm locked in. And, you know, I go up. And, like, 50 Cent, if I can't, is playing. You know, <laughs> Is you that probably, your walk-up song? Yeah, that was my walk-up song. So, you could probably play that at the bottom of this joint. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> So I'm swagging, right? I'm walking up to the plate. At this time, I'm hot. Like, at this point in the season, like, I'm on, like, a little hot streak, too. So I'm feeling myself. I'm like, yo, bases loaded, no out. 
game on the line. This is what you dream of. Like, I'm swinging the bat well. I feel like I can hit anything, right? So I step into the box. I'm bobbing my head or whatever the case may be. The catcher's like, yo, this this walkout song is fire, bro. I'm like, yeah. This From the is, other team? Yeah, like, he's right <laughs> behind me. He's like, yo, this John Bang. I'm like, yeah, bro, this is hard. Oh, my God. So I'm like, all right, ready. And I'm like, I'm if it's not a fastball, I'm not swinging at it. So it's just got to be a fastball. And then lo and behold, you know, he winds up, and then I load up for my swing. He throws a fastball, and I just remember just swinging at it. Like, a lot of times— It was times, the first pitch? It was the first pitch he threw. I mean, that's the best one to Yo, hit. this is an amazing story, Because think, think about it, like, as a pitcher, you just want to, like—you don't want to walk the run in. So your first pitch, you're trying I'm going to throw a strike. It. Yeah, right. you're, you're just getting trying to this throw work. a strike. Yeah. But as a hitter, I know that. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be a great pitch to hit. So I just remember it coming in. And I just throw my hands at it, and I don't feel the ball hit my bat. Like, that's how you know you really got it. When you don't feel it, like, it hits the sweet spot, and then it just goes, like, New York, like, Syracuse has, like, this deep night sky. So, like, after a while, that white ball just disappears into the black, and it's, like, it just goes. And um, we had a big ballpark. So I didn't like I knew I hit it well, but I didn't know if I hit it well say, enough. Do you have to hit it like two hundred and fifty feet? Yeah, you have feet, to like, really like, that. like it's, smack that joint. Yeah, yeah it's like four hundred feet. Four hundred feet, yeah, bro. It you was hit it center shot. field. Yeah, bro, it was a shot. Oh my crazy. god! So I hit it. I don't feel it come off the bat. I see it go, and everybody starts going crazy like yeah. And I'm like, all right, I don't know if it's going. And then you know if you get a home run, if the outfielders are just like turn their back and they're like, all right. So once I saw that. And you can, like, you know, y'all can see the video. I'm, like, jumping up and down. I'm, like, yo, let's go. Like, everybody's going crazy. Like, it takes me, like, 30 seconds to get around the base because I'm just hyped. I'm, like, jumping up. Of course. This I'm, is like, swinging moment, my bro. arms. I'm, like, yo, this is crazy. Like, after I round third, I dat my coach up. I throw my helmet. Like, I make the whole <laughs> thing crazy. And then there's, like, this dog pile at the plate. And there's like Snapchat videos of this. There's like every type of video. Yeah, I think you can find the video time. if you search for it on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it was yeah. like any type of video that was available at that time, like it was on that joint. And it was like the best moment ever. Like I just remember hitting it and then I might have talked trash. Or, like you just in the moment. Like I had a game winning grand slam. Like I'm just going <laughs> to say right. whatever. Yep. So I just remember and everybody was going crazy. And it's like, you know, you know, I had to do the post-game interview. They, like, doused Sheesh. water on me. So it was, like, the whole moment. You got the Gatorade yeah, bath. Bro. Yep. It's, like, something you dream of, but it's, like, yeah, like. But when you're living out that moment, yeah. it's, like, did it feel surreal or did you feel like, you know what, I worked for this. Like, I uh, I felt confident walking up. There. I mean, I definitely felt confident. I mean, it's it's a little bit of both. It's, like, you definitely work your whole life and you picture these scenarios in your head to one day hopefully come through in that situation. Mm -hmm. So to do it, I was, I could say I was prepared, but to actually have it happen, it's like super surreal. It's like, you can't really write it. You know what I'm saying? And then that feeling stays with you for a while. Cause I remember even to the next day we had another game and it was like, I was still off the high of just that moment. And everybody else on my team was because that's when it was like, and you're getting into the playoffs. Yeah, like, so you get a whole second life out Facts. of that swing. And it's like it just means so much. And at that point, that next day, it was like starting to like trend a little on Twitter. So everybody was like, "Yo, BC, like, yo, this joint is going crazy." Like, we were trying to get on Sports Center. Yeah, like we was really trying. <laughs> I don't to know get how it. it didn't. That's like I don't know, bro. The video. How do you like, know? I remember everybody back home was like, "Yo, retweet this tweet." Yeah. Like, and this, I'm not even on Twitter anymore. But this was like when. 
I was on Twitter crazy, and it was like everybody was showing it love. Like yeah. I'm just getting calls left and right, and I have a game to go to. But I'm like, man, f that game. Like I'm like still on this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, like everything after that was just like yeah. cruise controls. Like I don't like you can't yeah. beat that. You know, unless like, you win a championship. But yeah, yeah, no, but the crack open the 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 inside baseball on what that life is really like when you're grinding to get to the major leagues like i think people don't understand that Mm, maybe with other sports i mean there's like a minor league and then you either make it to the league but baseball is this really intricate crazy farm system of like you can do all these different like silos of independent minor neither of them really matter you can get drafted from being independent (laughs) league or you can just get called up from like single a and it doesn't you can choose all these different paths and when we would talk about it i'm like dude this is like so many decisions to make how can you possibly know which one and i just remember after talking with you it was more like hey, you know what, I connect with this coach because I like this team. Yeah. And I know that if I'm performing at any of these levels, yeah. you're going to get you're, right. Yeah. right. Someone's going to see you and then they pull you from this league to this league to this league. But what, you gave me so much perspective on if you see like a 23-year-old rookie in the major leagues, that motherfucker is so good at baseball. It's like yeah. unfathomable yeah. how when you're that young, like even these kids who get drafted right out of high school or in junior year, senior year, they may never play in the major leagues ever. Bro, it's, it's it's such a crazy it's sport. It's like a little circus, man. It's a circus. and, it, and What's it like navigating that right out of school and you want to do it? Did yeah. you take advice from anyone? Oh, of course. Okay. I mean, the best way I can put it is, like, baseball, from what I know, baseball is, like, the only sport where um, yeah. you can't, like, you have to go that route. Like, in the NBA, you get drafted, you're pretty much in the league, unless you get demoted to the G League, but whatever. Like, right. and there's But also there's overseas. only yeah. the G League. Yeah. Or you're playing Europe. Or you're playing overseas, right. yeah. Um, but you can still make awesome money yeah, doing Yeah, for sure, right. for sure. Baseball is the only one where you really have to, like work through a system to get to the yeah to the dance you know what i'm saying and it's like it's, is it discouraging at times it's like entrepreneurship bro it's like you're 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 for yourself you don't make a lot of money you're traveling all over the place you're driving or you're carpooling with somebody that you may know and everything is literally just about opportunity like that's and really are you still coming out of pocket a lot for, for the it? most part? Yeah, I mean you you can get paid, but it's like you're really coming out of pocket for a lot of things in terms of like especially at cars, first. gas, yeah, like it's, will they put yeah. you up in a hotel at least? Yeah, they would okay. like they would, we would get discounts, but it wouldn't be like it would be like a motel oh six, bro. God. It wouldn't be like anything crazy, but it's the grind that you were willing to put yourself through because your job is to play baseball. Yeah, yeah. and there's so many people that you've seen in the MLB that have going through the same process so you're like all right it can happen yeah. now how long you're willing to do that is what makes or breaks it because there's people that were on my team that were like 34 and i'm like man all respect to you my g but i'm Fuck not doing that. all that yeah now. i don't no. i don't love it that much to where <laughs> no. i'm doing that i knew that um, keep going. yeah i knew that uh my limit was like i was gonna give it like a year or two maybe and, you know, if it didn't work, then I also knew that I had this backup of being creative that I already had started to build, you know, in the oh, background. God, redo that, John. Oh, you're good. Yeah.
I knew that um in the background I had uh I had already started to build up just myself as a creative with the camera and I had to start to get known for that and things like that. So I was pretty, you know, for me that But I think that's an interesting point that you gloss over. Yeah. You started the BCTV thing as you were playing baseball. Yeah. You did both of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy. So you were li- so you were literally much. getting sent content that you were editing yeah. and producing for. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter who, but right, right. these other well-known, I mean, basketball players, like people hitting you up, like, "Yo, bro, where's my video at?" Right, and you're right. moving <laughs> your professional baseball career along. Right. Like, I think you underplay. That's a lot going on at the same I think time. That's uh, especially I, as a young man, you're straight out of college. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of grasping at any opportunity that you got. Right, and I think that's what played ultimately played into the decision of me not playing baseball because um, I just remember um, I had just got signed to this team out in Cali, and um, we were about to go into spring training. And I was hype. I'm like, yo, I got signed. Like, you know, this is what this is like. And a this first was stepping truly stone. like a farm system for yeah. like the Giants or yeah. the Dodgers or it something a, like that. It was a the farm California team. area. Yeah. Okay. So it was like the real deal, and it was gonna be like my first official team and things like that. And it was all set up. It was in the Bay Area where we were at. It was cool. Liddy like, again. Liddy again, bro. <laughs> so I remember being in the hotel, and. Like, that whole time, I was getting hit up to do all these videos. I'm talking, like, weddings and just, just like... A lot of money on the table. A lot of money on the table. And I'm over here, like... In a Motel 6. Yo, I'm over here. At that point, I'm not going to lie, they had it set up to where we were in a Holiday Inn, which was cool. Jeez. So, they, they did actually set it up really well, and the room was cool. But it was just, like, this principle of, like, all right, like, I'm still, like, penny pinching over here mm-hmm. just to get food and just to make sure I'm good. Meanwhile, back home or wherever, I'm getting hit up left and right about this video, that video. Come take pics here. How much do you charge? And I'm like, man, like. You see this business budding yeah. and you're saying no. And, and 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 the thing to key in on is I had spent that entire year before building it. Like, BCTV really, I mean, I started doing videos, pictures and stuff like 2017. But BCTV really became a thing like 2019. Like that's mm-hmm. when it really was like, all right, I'm really when you had the take all systems go yeah. full energy. I'm really going to take I do it every day. Yeah. And I literally that's when I had a car. Within that year, I had put like thirty thousand miles on my car. Yeah, just like R.I.P. to that thing. Yeah, we got to get you a car, bro. Yeah, I need a yo, sponsorship or something, we man. In there, bro. We got to get this car. Rest in peace to the Hyundai Sonata, boy. Nineteen ninety-eight bags, bro. <laughs> took me everywhere but i say that to say like man i was grinding bro like Mm -hmm. i had worked i did all that work to build up some type of name to where i was kind of like in demand for different things you know what i'm saying so essentially i had to not completely throw it away because i had built up like relationships with people who would shoot and then like you said they would send me content i would edit we would split cool you know what i'm saying but I mean, when I was getting all those texts and calls, like, every day, I'm like, man, I just, it just clicked. I was like, bro, like, I really love this video stuff. Like, I love to create. This is what I grew up watching. Like, like we talked about, like, I grew up wanting to know how these amazing shows, documentaries, movies, cartoons were created. And now I get, I get a chance to do that in my own way. And I can get paid. Like, and I can control my time and my money and what I'm doing. So, like... 
all these factors came into play while in baseball, the only thing I can control was how well I played. You know, but even anything. then, I mean, kind of, kind of, right? Because baseball is a family. You just game. train, yeah. yeah. You're just training to do well. Yeah. You can't actually guarantee the success. Know, right? Yeah. So it's like that was kind of like what helped me make the decision. Obviously, I had called, um, you know, my dad. I had talked to my mom. I had talked to my best friend's dad, who's a bishop, and stuff like that. I had talked to, you know, a couple of my big homies. I was doing videos for who played right. basketball overseas. Like I was like really like yo like. I'm thinking about making this decision, but I don't want to make it and then regret it. And then they were all like, yo, like, you know, we all know that you're incredible at baseball. But like with this camera, though, like that's where you're mm-hmm. like, you like really it's not separate a one in a yourself. million shot. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like, but you really separate yourself like mm-hmm. you are you with the camera. And I didn't even think that about myself back then. I was like, yo, I just do it. And I still think to that extent now, I'm not the person to be like, yo, I'm better than you, I'm better than you. I just I just do what I think is cool. But a lot of other people think it's cool too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's when I was like, all right. I used like, to go to the basketball game with you and I would... You went to the Ryder game. I would help you or yeah. watch you do it as I yeah, watched the game. Bro. And now there's 14 other 18-year-olds just <laughs> wonking. It's very strange, bro. You went to the Ryder It's a game, very bro. strange yeah. thing where... You watch these people recognize that you're there. Yeah, it's cool. And they, like, they work around you. So, yeah. like, you have your spot. <laughs> we gotta tell they them, don't we go gotta to tell them the setup. So. I was nice, though. When I yeah, went, though, yeah. I got the shot. Yeah, yeah, I, was the shot. I was there. I was there. I was like, I'm out. This yeah. is my one. I'm good. BCTV, throw the logo on Yo, it. I'm the out. The dope thing about this podcast <laughs> is you can literally throw that video up, like, just I, under, yeah, and I'd so people can it. see the shot. I can send it to you. Yeah. It's in the video I did. Yeah. So, or I mean, go to BCTV uh, or do on that, Instagram you know and mean? go look you through it. Or do that. And but you to, can find any of them. To set it up, you know, I had brought Nate, you know, because Nate loves, like, Nate's creative as heck, and he had just bought a camera. He was hyped about the camera. So I'm like, bro, like, you know, Ryder has a game on Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon. Like, if you're free, let's pull up and just help me shoot or whatever. I didn't know what I was going to really have them do, but I'm like, yo, like, it's also just a good vibe. I was literally there. just there with my camera, yeah, just to bro. be there. But it was cool because, you know, we walk in, they had the tickets for me or whatever, like, and then we walk in. and then, I got like, caught my tickets, and then the cop yeah. looked at us. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, are we in the way? He was like, no, am I in the way? Yeah. I was like, that's oh, yeah, that's saying, right. Bro. Yeah, you are in the way. That's yeah, bro, saying. I need the shot. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He was so, like, oh, yeah, I can back up. It's okay. Do you guys yeah, need the shot right here? I was like... Cool. Bro, what the fuck is right. going and on that, right it's, now? It's like, normal, he was like, no, bro. I'm not telling you, dude. Like, yeah. this is what happens. Like, I show up to the game and they know, like, I'm here to yeah. get this popping. Right, bro. I was like, oh. And it's only because I had been there for so, I had been there so much that it's like you said, I had begun to, like, just create these low-key relationships with people throughout the whole gym. So, like, they know that first half I would be behind the other team's bench and I would have my little area or whatever that I was shooting and then the cops would be cool. Like, they would make sure, like, like it got to the point where they would make sure that nobody was walking in front of my camera when I was get, I was shooting. Like, they were like, yo, hold on. And these people paid tickets. So I'm like, bro, you don't got to do that. But they were like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and the people would be cool because people started They're to like, go, oh, right. like, oh, yeah, like, you're the guy. Like, you're BCTV. Or whatever. I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, get the shot. Get the shot. We love the videos. I'm like, dang, this is crazy. So first half I was there. Second half, Ryder has this uh, bandstand, I think you can call it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, 
It's kind of like up on. Yeah, it's like an upper level. It's because it's a gymnasium as well, so they like play music on the side. Yeah, so they have their band there, and then there's like some other fans there. So I usually have my spot there, and everybody knows I have my spot. So like Mm -hmm. when they see me coming up, they're like, "Oh, like they'll move and stuff like that," or they'll just chill next to me and like say, "Oh, like the video's fire. I can't wait for this one. How do you do this? How do you do that? Or whatever." And you were there to see it like actually happen. And oh, it's the, very cool. Yeah. It's very cool to and watch. You even got some happen. love too, man. I think a couple oh, of the girls yeah. from the team like were like showing you oh, love. Yeah, what's up, white sure. boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that was my favorite part because it's like, all right, it's cool that you know I could do all this by myself, but to bring you along and then to have you a part of it, and you actually got the shot. Like I didn't get like the shot is of Christian dunking the ball, which like made it on Sports Off Center of, and everything. Uh, yeah. Oh yes, uh, yeah, it actually it did. did go on Sports Center. I was like, Center. "Come on, bro, right. where's my residual so, at?" <laughs> yeah, so the play they had an out of bounds play, and all the games that I had been at, I had never seen them throw a lob out of bounds. So I'm trying to at this point, I'm just trying to get some pictures off. Yes. Like low key. You were taking pictures behind the basket yeah. of the foul shot, yeah. which they all love because it's like a really intense yeah. moment. So. At that point, um, it had happened so fast that I missed a shot, right? So when it happened, they looked at me like, yo, you got that, John? I'm like, yeah, I got that. Y'all know me, man. I got that, John. I look over to Nate. I'm like, yo, you got that. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I got that. And then I knew he got it because, like, all of, like, again, the girls from the team, everybody was surrounding your camera yes. looking. I'm like, all right, bet we got that, John. <laughs> I was like, yo. If I would have missed that shot, oh, my God. No, that was the funny thing. When I got it, it was almost this moment of, like, you got I it. think I got it. Yo. I think I got the moment yeah. of the game. But the it thing was is, crazy. Yeah. It was an inbound pass, and then it was, like, a lob from inbound, right? And he bang this thing nah, on another it like back back. it was yeah. aggressive yeah. like it was like it was oh crazy. shit okay it was crazy everyone went wild and then it it was that moment when i had the camera and i played it back and then i looked up and i saw everyone around me looking at me <laughs> and then i was like oh yeah i got it yeah, and they I were like oh, let me see that and they all come over <laughs> i was a, like yeah. we good brandon was like all right bet we oh, don't need we to re- we don't need to do the rest of the but game to preface that right because in warm-ups you were getting shots i'm like all right like you can stand here or i was even telling you how to zoom in like as they're yes. shooting it's which, hard yeah and i was telling you like all right you got to kind of have a feel for the game so it's like if you see they're about to shoot you know, let them shoot and then zoom in on the ball as it's nearing the basket. And that's what I did with that's that That's what one. you did with Because I was dunk. like, oh, he's going to throw the ball up, so I'll just zoom in on the ball as it goes out, and then I'll zoom out. Yeah. But when I zoomed in, it I just a, grabbed it was him a dunking shot. the ball. I was like, it was a that's just shot, a moment, bro. though. You yeah. know when you're just there, you're like, that's the I shot. just pressed the button at the right time. That was like, the money shot, bro. But what I think that, because um, all these stories are yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. but... With your content that you made, you did an interesting thing where you started to feature music over it. Because mm-hmm. on Instagram, unlike YouTube, which sucks because I can't play right. Many Men right. underneath this because it'll get claimed and right. I can't have anything. You started to, I think originally you were doing like beats or like some music. Yeah, you were kind of like, like instrumentals. Instrumentals, yeah. like, yeah. but then you started to just do the song. Because on Instagram, you can take whatever the super hot little baby song is put it behind that game, right. and then that gives you a whole attitude, yeah. and that's what you edit to. And yeah. you already have your formula, which is great, and that's why you can crank it out the way that you can. Right. But like, one, the formula special, because that's what people like to see. Um, but also, like, we would be in the, when we were going to the games in the car, when <laughs> we were, we're together as well, songs, yeah. it's interesting to talk about it, because you, 
you know, oh, have you heard this song? That's what I'm doing the next song to. And you get to also, I mean, you can do the new Rick Ross song, which will be a slapper and everyone will like it. Right. But also you find the newer hits are like the people from Philly or that area or someone that someone on the team really likes yeah. and enjoys. And yep. I think that for me, whenever I watch the videos, I mean, I love the music, mm-hmm. but I w- do you ever think about how, I mean, that song is going to draw someone into oh, wanting yeah. to watch this full video because you choose the most awesome 30 seconds of right, it. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I love yeah. this song. I can watch basketball highlights song, over this. The song is the main crux of the video. I, like, I edit to the music. You know yes. what I'm saying? So the song is, for me, it's the most important part. Like, and It gives the whole energy yeah, behind it. Because you, know you do me. a great job with the crowd sound oh, and yeah, the yeah, band yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's really, really good the that's, way that it's all brought in. That's what I love about the live games is that you can incorporate all that. Because basketball is a sport where, well, any sport you can do this where the actual sounds of the game are music, too. They are their own instrumental. Right. It's like when they're pumping baseball yeah. crowd sound in. Exactly. You're like, this would suck if I didn't hear exactly. anything. Exactly. Like, just the squeaking of the floor, the, the you know, um, the swoosh of the net. That's my favorite sound when you just hit something on that, yeah. and it's just, like, that beautiful sound. Obviously, the crowd noise, just, like, whatever the case, like, these are all instruments that can play into a video. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do whatever you want with them. You can cheat the audio. Like, I cheat the audio a lot. Like, it's so What's much you can do. Like, audio. so if I know, I'm trying to think of a good example. If I know there, if I know there was a moment where um, the crowd was super hype, you know, I can take that audio and apply it to like a whole different play. Like, if it was oh, a dunk, and I okay. know. And I know when oh, I know so when the smart. person dunked it, yeah. like the crowd got hype, but not as hype as this other time. That's when I can just cheat it, put it under that, and make it like okay. its own thing. Interesting. So like that's the one thing that I love about you know creating videos is that you know you can just kind of create your own swag with the music selections. Like the one thing that I pride myself on, man, is like I don't. It's cool to like put the new Drake song on there and stuff like that, but I try to be different. I try to do something that's like low key, but it slaps. Or I think it's the next thing coming up. And I think the best example of that is like I did something with one of my big homies, Bilal Ben, at Workhorse Academy, get with him, basketball training. Yes, sir. And we all know the little baby song we paid now, right? Mm-hmm. That song just got popping like a month ago, just off like TikTok or something. But we did a song, we did a video to that like in May. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm listening to the album, I'm like, yo, this song is hard. Like, oh, yeah. nobody's listening. That album's incredible. And I just put that, that on. And then to see, like, two months later, it's the song. And I hit below. I'm like, bro, you know, we was on this, like, from the rip. Yeah. And, like, that's the stuff that gets me hype. It's like, man, because I love music, bro. And I love listening to new music, old music. And I can incorporate all of that into my videos and make them different. Because the common person is just going to, like, again, like, there's probably going to be so many songs to like pop star and Grease mm-hmm. and like whatever the hottest new song is, which is dope. But you know, just kind of having your own swag with it's it. It's almost too easy. It's, it's almost it's the cheat. It's code. predictable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I can take, you know, this underground like this this album cut off a of little baby's album or whatever yeah. and make it a thing. Or my favorite thing to do is to combine songs, and that's what we did for the video. We yeah. had three different songs in that video, and they were <laughs> that video all was like crazy. They were all like just yeah. things you had never like heard in a while, like bands, Travis Scott. I think we did monsters and villains. I remember that whole 
car ride up. That was all we, we were talked just going about. back and forth. Like, what's the hottest yeah. possible banger and we were sequencing song after it and after too? Because I was like, "Yo, all right, this part's gonna open it up, and then it's gonna go into this part." Like, people oh, yeah. don't see that. It's like there's so much that goes into making these videos. Well, it's so smooth. It, it's yeah. your job to make it look easy. Yeah, it's supposed sure. to look like the best thing they've ever seen. For but sure. when you took that to the next level and you started to make these playlists on Spotify yeah, with yeah, all the bro. music, I was yeah, like, bro. "See, Brandon, like that's what." That's what it's about. Like people would not think to do that. That's the entrepreneurial but people side. People are of it. super interested in that. It's like, yeah. oh, so what do you listen to? Because you said you put it up for fun, but then yeah. like people, people added actually it. start yeah. to add, not just listen to it. They add the playlist. Right. Like it's dope. Man. Oh, okay. What am I, DJ Premier? Like <laughs> what is going it's on? Because it's like you and know, that's such a cool yeah. other thing. Yeah. To bring into it too, I would. I just think there's there's things like that they're so multifaceted and you can choose to just make a video. Mm-hmm. But I think like even the movies that we love to watch, the best ones are like, man, that music was so good. Like whether it's uh, like sampled or licensed music yeah. or it's really like John Williams style, just incredible orchestral sound that's happening right now. You don't realize that the, the video that you make is tremendous mm-hmm. but without the right music behind it the music yeah. carries everything it's not gonna hit the same everything and, and that, to yeah. put so much time into listening to the music and trying to find the right moment that's what being a real creative is that's like at the highest levels of this this is what's thought about there's budgets for not only camera work there's budgets for music like there are mm-hmm. people out there who are like all right like what are the next sounds coming up that we can put in these videos or in these soundtracks to these shows and movies Mm -hmm. so that we can be ahead of the wave (laughs) and i think of like Issa ray and insecure like she really prides herself on obviously the black music but like the up-and-coming artists that aren't popping yet like Mm -hmm. she'll put them on the soundtrack that's kind of how i approach bctv it's like you know what like if if I can, again, it's easy to take the newest Drake song. And don't get me wrong, if the newest Drake song we is were a just slapper. Saying, like, both of those songs yeah. are If it's awesome, a slapper but... and you have a vision for it, y'all put that out. Because it's about mm-hmm. the content at the end of the day. For me, it's like, all right, like, if I can, like, I'm a fan of, like, throwback music, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I can put this whole song that really I really love and really changed my life and I can make a video to it. I'm going to win because nobody else is doing that. Or like my favorite series that I do is called Poetry in Motion, right? So it's it's just this slow down, whether it's in a game or it's in a workout, like it's just this slow-mo video of somebody doing something. But where I take it to the next level is the music. So I'll put a favorite song that I might have, like the one I did with Jeff, I did Pound Cake by Drake and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. But I started the video with the sample that they use, which is L Ellie Golding or whatever. Yeah. Like she's a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used her part that they used in Pound Cake to start the video. Is, and she, that, was is that the sample yeah, in Pound bro. Cake is her? Yeah, that's her, bro. The uh, I can't sing. Really? Like, yeah, that's her like harmonizing. What's it from? It. Do you know do you remember it's the song? It's her song. I forget. I forget. It's on the playlist though. Poetry in motion. <laughs> Hit the link in yes, BCTV sir. media bio. Go check that joint out. <laughs> but it's her harmonizing ah. over. Oh, that. Then, yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking, like, in my head, I'm like, yo, oh. that would be fire for, like, the poetry in motion because it's slow motion. 
And then what I'm doing now with it is I'm taking it from slow motion and I'm doing it regular speed. And when it hits regular mm. speed, then it'll go into the Drake and Jay-Z song or whatever, like after hours of Il Molino, like it'll go into that. So it's like my own swag. And then on top of that, I got a playlist that you can have all these songs. Like you can have the song that's popular in the sample that it used. So you can like tag along with it. And eventually it's going to be a thing because people sell playlists. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So what? that's what I'm thinking. But that's the entrepreneurial spirit that we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. like just having that ingenuity to know like, all right, like playlists are always going to be popping. And I know that I had this, I don't know if it's a new concept, but I have this unique concept that I'm building out and people really, really like. And I can combine both worlds and make it my own mm-hmm. while people can get their fix too because they can hear some cool music or they can hear music that they liked you know, that sample something that they would have never heard before yeah. and now they like that song and they hit that artist or whatever. Or, you know, most preferably I can take a, a local underground artist whose music I bang with heavy, put them in the video and now people watch the video and yeah. they can stream their music now. And then, you know, whenever they blow up, it's like, yo, you was the first one to like really right. put my music on and like, you know, so that's what it's really about for me. So everything is like really just about gearing towards the big picture but also staying grounded in the present to know like what's popping you know what songs yeah. are cool what artists are cool yeah. and things like that yeah yeah bro i just honestly <laughs> i think that uh <laughs> here uh maybe when i'm with you like you talk yeah but you don't really talk that much nah, I, I don't really I ever just get love, into that i love listening to you like talk about everything that you think about because yeah. you don't really do not that and there's a difference if someone asked you you would talk oh, to them sure. like this it's for not like sure. a secret but yeah. it's it's just your personality like yeah. if it's if it's the two of us in the room yeah or, or me with anyone i'm probably talking more than that <laughs> other person but like i just yeah anyway yes <laughs> no that that is awesome and to find like the segues in your life where it sounds corny but like really following what you want to do i mean mm-hmm. I've never had an opportunity like baseball or anything like that to to choose between yeah. to get to do it right. and to try to take it to the next level and, and do your own thing. And I think that that's why it's funny like when you say, oh, after talking to my mom about things like that is having someone even like my mom or, or someone in a professional aspect at all who mm-hmm. manages themselves, their finances, their time, and you talk to them about it and yeah. you realize that, there's a whole part-time job of your life, which is just managing those things Man, to bro. get you to the job. Man, and I think that everyone has those certain aspects of it. Like even with me working a more corporate style job yeah. where my time is like set out, I have my schedule, I understand that. But then outside of that, I think people just don't think about it. It's like, sure, maybe you're an entrepreneur and you have more time to yourself, but that time you're working more. You're working harder because yeah. you're like, okay, I worked, but now I got to pump out this content. I got to think what else I'm going to do. Yeah. How am I getting to the next thing? Where's the next check? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, whew, I've always said it to you, man, I would love long term for me yeah. to own my own business. And I definitely could still see myself doing that, but getting myself off the ground financially yeah. is like, that's a personality thing is like, whew, I just can't grind it like that for that long like you Mm. you do but you also it's not only this confidence but you you truly have a 
oh geez, I'm way more cynical than you. You have a belief in the world that this shit is gonna work <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't have that. Yeah, I'm like, I, <laughs> just like, uh, I gotta like work. I'm I'm too reliant on myself, I guess I would say. And you're very good at walking into the moment unexpectedly, finding the good out of it and taking it there. And I just I just admire that. I I wow. try to do that more and more and more because for me. I don't know. Do you experience any anxiety? Is that a thing that yeah, hits I think your life? Do, what what gets you anxious? Um, when because you feel like to me you're like cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Like I've never seen you hit a point where it's like, well, fuck it, yeah. this is it. I like I can't um, do anything else. I think that's where the peace of mind comes in, right? That we're all striving for. You know what I'm saying? Just peace of mind. Your your peace of mind is getting yourself financially off the ground enough to then mm-hmm. one day get into like what you do. My peace of mind just comes in knowing that um, I'm doing what I love to do and I know it's going to make a lot of money. Even if the first couple of few years may be a little bit of a struggle, I know that my content is good enough to where it's going to just happen. And when it happens, mm-hmm. I'm going to be good. But but what do you struggle with now? Yeah, like, What's the anxiety? The anxiety, right now? it comes in so many ways. Sometimes you just hit a creative block, man. It's not all the flashlight isn't the, the bulb isn't always on. Like sometimes sometimes the work can get monotonous sometimes i'm doing videos every day and it's like the same thing and i can't really get into it or whatever and then on top of that you know a lot of these a lot of these kids i'm not calling kids like whatever but a well, lot to of be these, fair they're yeah, seven years younger yeah, than you sometimes so even more a lot yeah. of times they're like yo where's the video where's the video i'm like bro like i just bro, got chill, home. I didn't just get home from high school like yeah, yeah I'm working. i just yeah. got home bro yeah. like they don't they don't consider that there's an like yeah. you have your life to live outside yeah. of their little video that they're going to put off on from school Instagram. since one fifty nine. Yeah, that yeah. they're going to put on Instagram and it's going to get love for a little, and then yeah, people are like, "Bro, forget. this is my job." Yeah, chill. And then like, you're going to yeah. end up asking for another one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like sometimes it's like, all right, like I wish there was a way I can control it, but it's also I, again, is it the, is from what I hear though? Is that like managing expectations? Like timelines, like yeah. Managing. I mean, All right, the, okay, the down, on, the one of the biggest pros and cons of like oh me God, is it. that I can do a video very quickly. Yeah, I was so gonna say going, this gets rest for what? You can yeah. pop out a video in twelve hours, like a multiple video. A basketball video I can knock out in an hour. Oh, no, but I mean, like yeah, a, re- in, a real in like video. A, like if you're working that day, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yo, I can have twelve hours. I got to do that, two jobs. Sure. I'm gonna come back for and sure. do it. Like, I, I, I'm definitely a king of the same day delivery, yeah. and I think again, that's which a is definitely a competitive account. advantage. People do not oh, do yeah. that, and that's why I don't mind same day delivery. Yeah, that, that's what we call it, same day delivery. <laughs> that's great. Dog. I love you know that. Yeah. Um, and and again again just knowing your audience like people like that it's like all right I just they got want it now done. Yeah, yeah I just got done this and it's here and it's fire mm-hmm. so you're not gonna want to go to anybody else because it's like yo I know if I go to BCTV for anything basketball video whatever it's like like I've done and shout out to my big homie Kyle Hines and his whole family like I've done family events for them and they're still amazed to this day where it's like. I'll do the event and then like that night I'll have the video and they're like, oh my God, like this just <laughs> happened. But that's how I built my business and my brand. It's like a big part of that is knowing that you're going to get it quickly and it's going to be fire. You're not getting it and it's a rush job. I've really thought about this beforehand. I've storyboarded this whole video so that when I go to shoot, I'm just shooting what I've seen in my mind and I can go to my laptop and edit it and get it back to you. Because I've already planned out the songs like we talked about. I've already right. planned all that out. 
you know, and, and that's really a challenge for me. And I always go back to our rider game because that was like the real example of you seeing like how I do things. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, let's choose this song. All right, we got, we know we're picking three, these three songs. So now in the game, it's just picking the best moments of the game. Then we go back to, you know, your apartment and I start chopping it up. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing. And it's like, oh yeah, man, it's, it's done. It's definitely what I would love to see for my life long term. Yeah. But I think we were also talking about this a little bit before. What's the, like, if there was one thing that would help you the most right now to take it to the next level, hmm. is it uh, is it an employee? Is it more money? Is it better equipment? Like, what is yeah. the thing? Um, definitely, definitely better equipment for sure. Okay. That's always on the list. I mean, just resources in general. So I guess all of that can be obtained with money and things like that. So I know if I had more money or if I had more resources, then the videos could actually be a lot better than oh, they are. That? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you> good? <laughs> I know that, um, you know, if I had obviously more money, resources, and equipment, that the videos can actually be more lit than they are because they can look better. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't know. Like, I operate off, like, a very old Sony camera. And it's like... I wouldn't say it's that old. I mean, it's a 63, (laughs) so it's been out like six years or something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not the newest joint by any means. You know what I'm saying? But I've just mastered it to the point where I can make it look a certain way. But I definitely know that I want to get into like red cameras, like how they shoot music videos and movies. Like those, that's where I want to be. Like movies, like... You know, we always would go to the movie theater and watch these movies. Man, like I miss it so much, 19, dude. What, what was the war movie 1918. 1918? That was mind-blowing like, for both of us. It was uh, like, we walked away from that movie. I was like, yeah. do you even know how to start to make That's that movie? That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> we don't like, look at bro, content I don't know. Regular. I just watched that thing and left. Like, like, a lot of people go to movies and they just watch a movie. Like, me and Nate will go to these movies yeah. and we pick films. We're not just watching, like the craziest we will see shazam and stuff like that too but but we watch films and it's like our conversations after are like yo like how they shot that thing is crazy like the colors like this is what we talk about so that's what i want to (laughs) go to i think it's safe to say that everyone outside of us hates it right right, (laughs) no one else nobody else would do that (laughs) nobody else would do that but i think that's what's dope it's like i would love to do that once we can go to the yeah, movie theater again sure. to do something like this after that. Yeah. Oh, man, oh my God. Because our conversations best. will be so crazy. It's like, we'll talk about uh, freaking character dispositions and story arc, story. Like, yo. I just think that, like, you're, I don't know, man. Sometimes I just can't imagine, like, walking through life and having, ve- like, I don't know, not very deep interest in something. Mm. I feel like we, some I talk to people all the time in my job. I'm like, do you like things like yeah. intensely, like, or no? Do right. you just go on social media after work and like try to do something? I, I, I really miss that part. And I don't mean to shit on people. Like, hey man, everyone's different. Do your thing. Like whatever makes you happy, happy. But like, I really miss being able to like go to the movies and talk about it and see it like with you make the time also make like the little financial investment in it even oh, if it was sure. five dollar movie sure. tuesdays yeah, yeah, sure. it's like it was worth it and you th- you talk about that i think as well with any product that you're yeah. making that you know same day delivery type thing we can laugh at it but it's true like 
we would definitely go see certain movies for $5 and other movies I, I will pay $15 for. Like if it's 1980s, huge blockbuster yeah. academy and it does it wins best direction best picture best photography like okay i'm walking in here my 15 dollars better be this better be the best freaking thing yeah, i've yeah. ever seen in my yes. life and sometimes it really doesn't hit and right. we've walked away a lot of times like uh, i don't know i don't know bro i didn't yeah. think that was that good <laughs> yeah there's been a couple <laughs> there's been a couple but i think for us it's like just the and I, we're also weird too, just to say we're weird. So <laughs> we get adrenaline off watching these films that are so beautifully shot because yeah. we're really into it. Like it's your an parents, art form, man. Your parents came from the acting world, so you already had an appreciation. Yeah. I don't know how the hell I became interested. I just knew that for what is that fireworks? That's fire. Okay, that's random. Cherry that fireworks Hill, outside. Yeah, bro. Yo, what are they doing fireworks for? Oh, wow. Oh god. Okay. Cool, cool. I was like, what's today? See, it's like things like that. I'm like, yo, like what made people just <laughs> what's going on right shoot now? fireworks? But I think, yeah, it's just like, again, your parents came from that world. So mm-hmm. they already had an appreciation. So whenever they watch movies. Well, did you ever think that you grew up in that world that. with me? I didn't even think you about that. You lived in my bro. house for the first eight years of your that. life. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I mean, bro. Literally. I didn't even think about I that. I think that, and not to transition too far out of here, but yeah. I talk about that a lot with my parents and stuff like that. We, we've we had like really great conversations because only through growing up on the same street as us, if everyone grew up the same way we did, that means that everyone would have grown up knowing a black person, a Jewish person, a yeah. gay person, a, a Christian person, a all these different things and people don't grow up on a street like that let alone from a very young age where you don't even recognize it it's just the world that you live in and this is my street and this is what i do and these are my friends and this is where i am and if if more people grew up in those settings you don't know me different from anyone else you that's why you can walk into a judgment-free zone and just say like okay well I only know you because you play basketball. To me, you play basketball. Yeah. Whoever you are outside of that is whoever you are. But I'm not like worried about well, what are you behind this thing and what do you believe in and da da da. No, we can just be friends because you live next to me. Right. That's it. Like <laughs> that's the yeah. only connection. And yeah. I think it's really, really, really important. Where it's it's really cool moments like that where you're like, I don't know how I ever got into that. I'm like. Because your whole life you grew up with my parents singing show tunes and yeah. watching musicals Dang, and watching movies with my parents. That's my mom true. making popcorn for us that's in the true, basement. Man. And wow. it's you, all those things add up in your mind where you're like, well, that's what I do. Wow. Right? Like, that's very true. Play bro. basketball outside down the street. That's why you love basketball. That's yeah. what you played. That's the only, because Shane had a basketball net. Facts. Right? He's the only one. Where there's a basketball court at the park yeah. across the street. Facts. I think those little things like that really do add up in your brain. And then it's natural for you to say, yeah. like, well, I want to be a part of something like that. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's where that self awareness comes in, man. Because I think a lot of people glance over how they grew up or. They don't. They only focus oh, it defines on. Defines you, of course. Yeah, That's they, why I can't hold anyone at fault. If you right. grew up in the middle of Idaho and all you know are white people and farming and nothing. Yeah. If that's great for you and that makes you happy, that's fine. But that's why you feel safe in those conditions. Right. That's why when you go to Atlanta and you meet a bunch of black yeah, people, like you're you like, even know. whoa, this is yeah. not okay. And you're like, no, no, no. It's okay. Yeah. It's just, it's been happening here. It just right. hasn't been happening over See, there for you. People don't, 
the the issue is that I mean, obviously with everything going on right now, the issue is that people don't care enough to consider those kind of things because we're so quick to be or like other people. Yeah, you're so, we're so quick to be like, yo, if you if you if you support Trump, I don't like you. And and mm. you know, we all know Trump's not a great person, obviously, <laughs> but that's not the way to approach people. Yeah. Like, how about trying to get to know them? Now, if they come off just like douchey and all that, mm. then fine. Like, I don't want nothing yeah, you to don't do, have with to you. do with you. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we, we, a lot of times we don't consider the environments that people grew up in to make them the way that they are. Mm. And I feel like the more we can understand other perspectives, the more clarity we can have on yeah. how we treat other people and how we view the world. Again, especially now when it's like, you either have to be on one side of the fence or the other. Mm. There is no in between. And we had talked about this a little. It's like when the whole thing, um, you know, with George Floyd happened and everybody was putting it on Instagram and they were and 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 I saw like some stories that were like, if you have white friends and they don't post then they're not your friends and I was like, mm. I see where you're coming from, but there's so much there's a deeper level to that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I always use you as an example. It's like, man, at the end of the day, my ba- I'm damn near Jewish. Bro, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up with a Jewish uh-huh. family who took care of me more than any, a lot of people in my own family. Mm-hmm. So why am I now all of a sudden, because you didn't post on Instagram, now you're not my friend after... Yeah. 20 something years of y'all taking care of me after the time I frequently like you guys are Jewish I did I was like in middle school I did a I did a report on Hitler I did a report on the Hitler youth and my best friend's Jewish family's home and I was ignorant to like that whole thing but they didn't hold it against me it was like just this innocent thing that was thing. one of the greatest things yeah. ever and I look We're back I'm like kitchen, man both doing our homework that and was my mom so messed in, up and Brandon is just like literally looking at Google images of Nazis and swastikas. <laughs> like this is a Jewish and my mom home. Was like, hey Brandon, what are you working on? And oh he was like, God. oh, uh, I don't even think that was um, my reaction because yeah, I like, didn't know I'm, enough. I'm just writing a report on Hitler and Hitler Youth for, yeah. <laughs> for history, and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just like I was, I was so there. innocent that I was like, it, yeah. But that's what's so report. precious about it. It's like yeah. you, you know, you're so safe here. Yeah. You know, your intentions are pure. Right. I am not here trying to do something like that. But I want to get back to the, the point that you made because mm-hmm. I, I was, I want you to know that I was not blind to that. But oh man, the, just like the way you said it, it's I just didn't feel like I. And I talked to so many people about this because I did. I really felt some type of way. I was like, "Look, no one looked at what happened to George Floyd and said that was okay." Right. No one. There's no one. If you said that's okay, you're a bad person. Off rip. There's non-negotiable. But the whole, I just felt like at that point when, well, I guess currently now, but really in that moment, like right after George Floyd with the Black Lives Matter movement, what was happening is the way that I could impact and like show my alliance and appreciation and love is to have Terrell on the podcast, a gay black man to talk about how the differing views of black lives matter, how he interacts in it as a gay man and how he interacts in the gay world as a black man, Mm. which are two very difficult, 
hard yeah. things for someone to do. Yeah. Also, having you on showcasing you now, not to say like this is my black right, friend, right, right, right. but to say like this this is the way that I feel most comfortable showing the allegiance that I have to people and the Black Lives Matter thing for me got so politicized so quickly mm-hmm. and I was very divisive in in how I felt about protesting versus versus rioting because for me when when all that was happening I just I, I still can't justify the looting and the rioting and the destroying of things yeah only because when I on my Instagram feed the people that I know just from my life is majority of them are young black people who own shops who I'm looking at online and they're pleading for people to stop destroying their stuff waiting in their shops with guns and trying to fend people off and loot I'm like that just doesn't seem right to me that doesn't seem like the way that you're affecting change you're hurting your brothers and sisters like I don't want to be a part of that Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to be a part of that I don't want to destroy anything I I want the change to happen and once again I get that the protesting can only go so far. You have to make your mark and make your stand. Yeah. And 100%, I get that. Yeah. But at that point, it just felt like if I post this, it is not getting my point across. It's not saying that I'm like, hey, look, I'm here for the Black Lives Matters and, and gay rights and everything like that, 100%. But the little black square that I would have to post, it seemed like, it was all diminished value. It, it, yeah. Everyone was posting it. I'm like, okay, I can do that, but what does that really mean? What am I really doing? And that's what people were saying, like, I wanna really do something. And in my mind, I was like, what can I really do? Mm-hmm. I can use any platform that I have to show love to the people that I have in my life mm-hmm. because I, I truly don't discriminate with anyone in my life. And I didn't want anyone from like, black culture to take it the wrong way that I wasn't with you but I just couldn't justify saying anything because I truly was struggling with what I was watching and I I saw people who were going to these protests and these riots and seeing people who were doing things that I didn't that I didn't agree with and then also seeing things that I I did agree with because at the same point I'm like hey we're in the middle of a pandemic I want you all to protest, but like, oh my God, there's a hundred thousand people all like, how is that safe for everyone as well? Like I just kept finding myself teetering back and forth, like you said. And I think that when you fall in the middle, which is where I find myself a lot, Mm -hmm. it can be seen as, well, you don't support me. And if you don't support me, then it's fuck you. And I'm like, that is not how I live my life. So my platform and everything that I do is going to identify with the way that I make my life decisions. So once again, I'm going to be in the middle and I'm going to find my way to like fit this in and talk about anything. Cause once again, I want to hear what you have to say because you are an African American male in America. And what I've always said, which is a thousand percent true. And I'll always stand by it is I can be a white Jewish man and be like, I'm a minority, which is true. Mm -hmm. I've, listen to horrible anti-semitic things that people say to me because they don't know that i'm jewish and you swallow that pill and move on the same way that you've been in situations where people say horrible racist shit near you because they think you're cool yeah and you're like i hate you now but we're gonna keep moving on from this but at the end of the day i can tuck my chain and say i'm not that you don't have that 
that uh, possibility of mm. being like, well, that's just not what I am. I don't identify as a black man. You're like, no, that that is what it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it, it still is easier for me. And one of the, not to keep ranting about it, mm. the last thing I'll say is the most important thing that ever really got through to me when I was younger is my dad. I was like in the car with him or something and uh, there was some protest or something that was happening at that point years and years and years ago. And he just said, he just looked at me and I said something, you know, as a kid, just like, ah, well, I don't get it. Why are they doing that? And he was just super serious and just said, like, you have to understand you have the golden ticket. Like, you were born a white man. It doesn't matter what you identify with or your religion. That's something that you can always hide about yourself. You need to always consider the people who are out there fighting for these things. They cannot hide who they are. Right. Imagine living with that, where you want to be yourself, and there's people who say, well, I can see who you are, so I'll choose to deny that from you. Mm. You can always lie. Like, you can, not lie, but I can, frankly. If someone asks me, I could be like, no, I'm just not that. Right. And that always stuck with me. And from that point on, I was like, okay, then I'm just going to always be around situations or people and connect with them. And yeah. be and literally physically stand by them. I think that's the difference. It's like yeah. if you hit me up and said like, "Hey, I want to go to this. Like, will you come with me?" I would have definitely done it. Wow. Um, but from the perspective of like just putting something on Instagram, I was like, yeah. <laughs> "What am I gonna do? What Justin Bieber's doing? Right. I don't agree with Justin Bieber on most of the crazy shit that he posts all the time. Right. To me, it's it's not like." realistic i don't align with most of these people who are putting up this box so why am i putting up this box in solidarity with a bunch of people that i don't stand with right yeah um i mean first of all i hope that comes off the right way that's why because truly there's no hate in my heart for anyone but it was like a rock and a hard place man like what what am i supposed to do i was gonna say man i appreciate your perspective so much because you are preaching what i preach to people which is man just have your own opinion like, don't just follow. With no hate in your heart. Yeah. I'm not out here saying you deserve less than me ever to right. anyone. Even people I disagree with. Right. I don't wish death upon those people. I don't right. wish harm. Right. No way. It's just like, again, it's just like, you know, the ability to to have your own perspective and opinion and do it your way while having a genuine heart is what I think we all should strive for, man. Because there's so many layers to this thing. Like, there's the whole social media aspect. Because, again, like... The black box was a moment. We don't really even. A lot of people Do you don't even consider have it that. anymore. Does anyone talk about it? No, that's have what I'm saying. A lot of people don't Instagrams even have to it get on their, their grids page. right again. Yeah, like, and I and I'm saying that because LeBron James just said this. He was like, "Black Lives Matter isn't a movement. It's a lifestyle." If you're really about it, like, that's a and a lot of times we make it a movement, which isn't a good thing. Which is temporary. Movements, yeah, movements come and go. And what people, I think, know, but sometimes choose to ignore, especially people of color, is that a lot of people profit off the Black Lives Matter movement. So they'll take your money that you earned and they'll say, hey, we are starting this fund for this. And you'll and you'll put your money there and it won't go to that thing. It'll go into like somebody's pockets Mm -hmm. and they'll make it seem like they're trying to help and they're not. They're using a profit. And this is our own people. Mm -hmm. We say support black owned businesses, but it'd be your same people who will also take money out your pocket. So that's why I always encourage people to have an open mind to all perspectives so you can make your own decision 
in in anything in life, not even just this, in anything, mm-hmm. always be able to have you know, the ability to hear other people out and then make your own decisions based off what you hear and after careful thinking. And I feel like if a lot of people adopted that kind of mindset in this, then there would be much more of an understanding of each other in the world instead of this great divide when we're judging we're judging all white people off of Donald Trump, which is not how we should do it. Like, you should judge, you know, MLK said, judge a man off the content of his character. Mm. But we're not doing that. We're judging him off of what this one white man does who we all know sucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like saying that about people, but it's just like he just does it to himself. And we're basing every white person off that now. Now, granted, there are people out there, white, black, who are just bad people. Like they just they do things just to, you know, make a scene or like there's people who I heard there was white people in Philly protesting who were looting just as much as black people just because they could. And they knew they could get away right, with it. Xbox. We see all these Karens that they call them now, like throwing temper tantrums out in the middle of the street. How hard it must be to be a Karen right That's now if you're I'm a saying. nice lady. It's like, yeah. yo, like there are people in the world who definitely abuse their privilege. And a lot of cops who abuse their privilege, mm-hmm. as we've seen on tape and throughout history, yeah. cops abuse their privilege, white and black. If you remember, you know, I don't know if everybody's familiar with Meek's story, but Meek got beat and was got done dirty by black cops it wasn't white cops that did this it was black cops from his own city that did this to meek mill lil wayne talked about a story where he was he had shot himself by accident in his own crib and there was five cops that walked in four black cops stepped over him the only cop that saved him was a white cop so it's like it's all about perspective man and they killed lil wayne because he was like man i love white people but it's like, yo, you didn't consider his yeah. experience. Like, yeah. four of his own kind of people stepped over him while this little kid was shot, and the one man that saved him was a white cop. So just the moral of it is take people as they are. Like, don't loop everybody in a group just because they're a, cur- a color or because they're a certain ethnicity or they have a certain background. Like, yo, like, really get to know people because there's a lot of white people who are for the cause more than a lot of black people. Yeah. You know, and because social media is the way it is, like we just see like just a bunch of BS all the time. And we see people all the time who post about Breonna Taylor every day. But in real life, they're not even doing anything to right. help the situation. They don't even have a black friend. Yeah, they don't yeah, even have yeah, a black what? friend. They're just doing it because <laughs> yeah. it's cool to do. And there's also people who are really about the cause and really care deeply. Like the world is too vast and too diverse to ever just like forever Pin anything to be thing. black and white. It's. It's, do you remember, there's so much gray area. Do you remember our experience in high school when I got pulled over? Nah, what happened? I forgot. You don't remember that? Nah. What happened? I don't know if you took it the same way as I did, but I told my parents about this, and my dad was so mad. Okay. We were... Really? You don't remember this? Okay. Uh, it was senior year, and uh, so senior year of high school, I... Well, I picked up Brandon every day from, yeah, <laughs> from about the 10th grade school, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Never at school. Okay, drive down, pick him up, go to school. And we were running late. Um, so I was speeding down a road, whatever, right by uh, our high school. And I got pulled over. Oh, uh, I remember. And okay. when we yeah. got pulled over, uh, I was speeding. I was doing like whatever, 38 and a yeah. 25, which everyone was doing. Like, whatever. <laughs> right. I was running late to school, right. so fine. Right. Um, and I was like, fair enough. I knew I was speeding. The uh, police officer pulled us over. And 
asked me, how, you know, do you know why you got pulled over? Da, 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 da. This is my first time I ever got pulled over. I was like, you know, 18 and a half, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I think I was speeding or oh, whatever it is. Or she told me I was speeding. doesn't matter. Um, and then you were in the back seat. No, you were in my passenger yeah, seat. Austin passenger. was in the back seat. Yeah, because yeah, he was the freshman. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you were sitting in my passenger seat. And I rolled down my window to talk to the officer. And then when I answered, I think you just made like a huffing sound. It wasn't even anything like real audible. Mm-hmm. And then she immediately went straight to you. Right. And she said, what'd you say? Wow. Dang. And you were like, well, I didn't, I didn't say anything like, uh, yeah, all right, well, I'm talking to him, to me. Oh, right, right, Do you remember right. this? I do remember I don't, that. I'm not exaggerating this. This yeah. was like a real moment no, in my life where I was like, yeah. holy shit, are you profiling Brandon? <laughs> right. My passenger in this seat? We're both 18 years old, and I remember pleading with the cop. I was like, yo, keep <laughs> keep me, but let them go. I literally <laughs> would say that. I was like, yo, they're going to be late to school for no reason. It's my fault. Like, let them go. If anything, just let my little brother go. Like, he's a freshman in high school. He does not need to be late. It's my fault. He can walk to school. Give me the ticket. Whatever. Right. And she was like, no. No, you'll all sit here and you'll wait. And then, you remember this? They called two more officers and the sheriff showed up. Yeah, they did. And then they flanked the car and two of them stood on your side of the car. Yeah. And then I remember rolling the window up and telling you, Yo, just don't say anything, bro. Like, this is fucking crazy. They're just let them give me a ticket and let's go on with our life. But the two of them stood right in one right in front of you and one in my blind spot so that I couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. And then they made us 30 minutes late to school for no reason. They didn't say anything to us. They just stood there and made us wait, right. gave us a ticket and walked away. Bro, I came home and told my dad I got a ticket. That was fine, but I told him about all that. Yeah, I was like, Dad, I like locked the car and rolled the window up next to Brandon. Like they literally were uh, waiting for him to do something. Right, and they were like, I remember them asking, "What's in the car? Yeah. Checking your backpacks, all this stuff." I was like, "Are you serious?" Oh, my mom. That's the first time I ever saw my mom like talk. My dad, like, okay, this is not okay. There's nothing we can do about it. Oh, my dad was mad as shit. And that was the first time I really ever saw it. Like, oh, that's what racism is. Like, that's three white people. By the way, one of them was a white woman. Mm -hmm. She was the one snapping the most. She was the sheriff. Yeah. Wow, bro. And that always stuck with me. I was like, oh, wow. That's That's what it's like. And that's bullshit. Like, are you kidding me? Crazy. And that's what my mom kept saying. She was like, if they do that to Brandon, right? imagine, right. imagine just if you had like one beer in you, right? Imagine if you were just on the wrong yeah. road at the wrong time with the wrong cop. Like, wow, that's crazy. And I, I never meant that to be like, I don't respect police. I work with police every day when people steal cars and all this other shit. Yeah. I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. Thank you for doing their job. Nice. But it it was unbelievable just to see racism full on in any context. Oh, yeah. Blaringly happening mm-hmm. to someone that you really love and know. 
not someone on the TV right. that you can't empathize yeah, it with. Made it real for you. Oh yeah. man, that was that was it for me. I was like, oh okay, totally that's crazy. what that is. Yeah. That's crazy. And there's no context where you should be walking up to anyone, let alone three kids <laughs> yeah. in a car. Yeah. You think you're a gangbanger? Like, what do you think is about to happen? For real? I don't know where they're Do you remember that, that now? I do. I do. Okay. And um, That's one of, like, the real defining moments of me in our friendship where yeah. I was like, oh, no. Fuck that. That's my friend. This is crazy yeah, right now. it's totally this wrong. This is crazy wrong. Totally wrong. Had nothing to do with that ticket. I don't know where they... It's just, like, I don't know where they come up with these ideas. It's, I don't know, bro. Like, do they teach these things at the academy? Like, <laughs> like if there's know. a white person driving, the black person's the passenger seat, like, like the yeah. black person's more dangerous. Like, I, again, it's probably just how they grew up, man. Because there's, like, yo, like, let's let's keep it real. We happen to live in a part of the country where there's racism, but there's also a good amount of unity, too, where mm-hmm. we go to a high school where there's yeah. so many different types of people, you know, so we learn how to love other people. We're not like in the freaking deep south where it's like, where it's crazy. Like there's still that divide, you know what I'm saying? Like we live in a place where there's still some type of freedom that you can have no matter what color or race or ethnicity that you are. But there are still racist people out there, Mm -hmm. for sure. Like there are racist people out there. You got Damn. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) That there's still... There's still racist people where we live, and there's racist people everywhere. Like, and it's not just white people against black. There's black people who are racist too. That's not talked about enough. Where it's like we can definitely be racist towards white people for sure. Like we we profile, hey, we racially profile white people more. Mm. Like it's we do it just as much. Honestly, it we may see we may think it's harmless. Like think about this. Like when we go to a basketball game, it's like the white person he can only shoot. Uh, like he can't like that's right. still racial profiling. It's just not as serious as what the cops may do when they see a black guy in the passenger seat. But it's still the same principle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we do it, but it's just like that's again. It's like again we grew up in a place where it was accepted. Like it was okay to like interact with people. Like you just had to. Like there's so many different people that live on the East Coast. There's so many people that live in New York. They they migrate to Jersey. You know, whether it's North Jersey or South Jersey, like there's just a bunch of diverse people Mm -hmm. that are all around. So you just grow up loving everybody, you know what I'm saying? And you're really able to grow up just like really judging people based off how they treat you and stuff and not just their skin color. But there's still parts of the world and parts of our country that you do still have. You still get profiled just because you're black or stuff like that. So, again, it's just this crazy reality that we live in where there's there's you can't just keep things black and white man you just have to have an open perspective and you know as a black person or a minority in general like what what i've been telling people just who have brought it up to me is like man the best thing that we can do in those situations is just shut up like no matter if we didn't do anything wrong and the cop is totally out of line we just have to like shut up and just like be still because Mm -hmm. Like you said, they're looking for anything, bro. Right. Like, I understand the whole, you got to stand up for what you believe in, but not 
like if you can avoid that like you know what i'm saying so like, sur- like survive this moment survive so this moment because this there's act. more to life yes. you know what i'm saying george floyd had kids and but some people see it as something willing to die for yeah so exactly it's so it's like it's your perspective right. it's your perspective and everybody is entitled to that perspective right. my perspective is like look like i got a long life to live you know there's a lot of people who like look to me and there's a lot of people that i love who if i died just off of this it would like I'm just yeah. thinking about my mom and everything. Like I can't speak for anybody else. So if I'm in that position and I know that I'm being racially profiled, it's like, you know what? Let me just shut up. Let me just try to survive this moment because I really don't know what would happen if I would have said anything. Yeah. They they could have shot me easily. Well, yeah, right. Is one argument worth my life yeah, with anybody? Exactly. Though. Anybody. And it's and then a it's stupid like bar said, fight or with yeah, a cop. It's like yeah. you said, like there are people out there who believe the exact opposite where it's like no you gotta stand up for what you believe we can't bow down to the white man and it's like man it depends bro like that's your personality though yeah it's what you choose to do with your life yeah and i'm not hating on anybody that believes that and it doesn't mean that you're you believe in the rights less than that person it's like oh i'm making a decision about my life right i'm living my life you're living your life exactly my life is different than your life do what you want to do Man, look, and I but know people think it's so personal. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's just the times, the man. Again, it, it has so many things to do with personality, the type of person you are, what you believe in, how you grew up. There's so many factors that make you you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just happen to be a person that can just like not brush off situations, but know how to compose myself and just understand that that was just totally out of my control, and there's nothing I can do, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna choose to harp on it. Like, I'm not gonna let those few white cops that you know deter what i feel about my white friends like it's you know it's yeah. a case-by-case basis and um it's just like that's know, a good way to put it though yeah. it's a case-by-case basis yeah. as with anybody that's how we should just view yeah life, every bro. person is their like, individual not every, person yeah not everything has to be based off one situation and then we carry that for the rest of our lives it's like man if you just got to judge people based off how they treat you mm-hmm. that's really it and then there's so many things that are just out of your control in life so it's like just off that fact alone you're going to take your bumps and bruises you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but you said something important you were like man you got to think for yourself because i put it like this like whether you believe in god or not like when you go to heaven there's no like mommy and daddy in heaven we're all just there in heaven we all like just look up to god in heaven that's all it is there's no like oh, you were my cousin. Like, you don't remember all that in heaven. <laughs> you are my boy. You know, and I always tell people, like, bro, like, that's how you should treat it on earth. Like, of course, we have our family, we have our loved ones, but at the end of the day, you got you. And that's it. That's the only person you can really depend yeah, on 100% You go to sleep with and wake up you. with every day. Yes. Like, somebody can come and go out of your life just like that, but you are with yourself all the time. So you have to always consider yourself in your life. Now, again... If you're somebody who is that much for the cause, well, you will lay your life down. All power to you. Incredible. Uh, the representative John Lewis just died. He's a perfect example yeah. of somebody who just put his life on the line. He went to jail. Like, incredible. He's mm-hmm. a hero in that respect. But there's also heroes who... That's not your obligation as a human yeah, being. Yeah, like, though. we yeah. all have different purposes, and we all grew up different. Like, he just grew up with that spirit to do that, and, and he's incredible for it. And I'm glad that... 
obviously not glad that he died, but I'm glad that he's getting that recognition. He lived for a purpose, though. Yeah, yeah he lived and that's mission, all we yeah. can do is live for our purpose. Mm-hmm. If it's to be like Malcolm X or if it's to be like Martin Luther King, you have to decide that. But as long as you're living with for your purpose and you have that peace of mind and knowing that, you know what, I wake up every day and I can look in the mirror like AI used to say and say, I gave it my all. Yeah. That's all we can ever do in life. No matter how much money we make, no matter what career we live in, if we have one, it's like we just got to be able to look ourselves and be like, look, I gave it all I could this day, and tomorrow I'm going to try to do the same thing. And I know that because of that, it's going to work out the way that it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. And that's it, bro. That's all we can do. Lecture, bomb. Sheesh. On Listen, a lighter man. note, shout out to Puma, man. You know, like just, <laughs> just dripping. On the lighter note, we need to get this yeah, bag. We need to get this bag, Puma. Because what I would say, as well as yeah. the the thing that would change all this is, man, one freaking sponsor, bro. Oh, like, my God. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yo, let someone pay my rent. Facts. It's a Opens rap, things up, bro. Bro, it's a wrap. You know I mean? But yo, we live in a we live in a culture where you can you can get yourself to that point if you grind hard oh, enough. For sure. People like um, well, it's crazy. Like people really think I'm sponsored by Puma, and I'm. You would not, think you're yeah, in I'm all not, Puma, bro. But that is one of my goals. It is one of my goals because I feel like obviously when Jay made the move over to Puma, like Jay Z being like my favorite artist, I was like, dang, okay. Like I started to pay more attention. Then I realized that I had liked Puma, like I had liked the classic sneakers and stuff, but mm. I didn't know they had like other things. Like you know, Puma and Adidas, they're brothers. Yeah, one brother made one, and one yeah. brother made the other. So I'm okay. like, all right, and Puma is like still like unique and exclusive enough to where it's like, all right, like I can still create my own wave with it without being just like the guy that has all the J's, like everybody else. Right. Like I can have my own collection of Pumas, but it's like you can like with this social media era, you can brand yourself. For sure. Whether you're doing a podcast yeah, or whether I'm just it. me, yeah. Like, I could get sponsored by Sony. I could get sponsored by Puma. You could get sponsored. You can be on Spotify, get that yeah. Joe Rogan deal. Sheesh. Like, if you keep it up Undisclosed consistently. Money. Yeah, if you keep it up consistently enough and you build up a base and you have people that really support you, you could do anything nowadays. That's, like, the best part of social media to me. It's, like... Anybody can become an entrepreneur through social media. Yeah, if there's, you're consistent. Yeah, there's eight-year-olds who have millions of dollars off YouTube, <laughs> right? And then there's people that are just grinding, doing music, or if they're creative, or if they're just doing pot. Like, there's so many different ways, man. So it's like, just like anything in life, social media is like the ultimate gift and the curse. There's bad uh, things about it. It's an equalizer. It. Yeah. Yep, you, everyone's got the same opportunity. It's just yep. what you're going to do with it, for sure. You know, you have the bots out there who will just comment on your page. Like, it's just it's just so much going on. But you just have to learn to appreciate everything that comes with anything. It's like, no matter what decision yeah. we make in life, there's going to be good things that happen. There's going to be bad things. And we just have to learn to accept it and learn from it. And I feel like people that do that are the people that, really make it like the mm. jeff bezos like we remember amazon just being in a basement and he just wanted to sell books yeah or something it was originally just books yeah and we didn't know we could buy all this gear on amazon everything yeah, like yeah. it just grew you know but he had a specific goal and purpose and just based off the times it grew based off people supporting it and him being mm. consistent we look at steve jobs and steve wozniak we look at bill gates like say what you want about them or we look at somebody like a Kanye like say what you want about these people but they had a specific purpose in life and they stayed consistent and they got themselves to a point where they are who they are yeah. no matter how you feel about them 
we all know they're successful at the end of yes, the day. Yes, right. At the end of the day, it the is the amount of money that they have. Yes. That's a fact. You, you might as well get your own platform, man. You're <laughs> nah, ready to go. Bro, this is fire, bro. But good. You had a good time? Yeah, this is lit, bro. It's, it's, uh, it's like a kind of intoxicating experience yeah. where you can kind of like fall into this thing where you you listen to yourself and it's this yeah, very weird like, sensation of trying cool. to get it like, together yeah. i was like dang that was a bar like okay that was you know, a bar man yeah. i'm really good at this yeah. the um but yes i, I mean i would say obviously plug it up bctv on yes, instagram sir. is that really the best place to, to yeah, find you check it out bctv media on instagram um and then y'all can see a lot of the stuff that i do i also want to mention north 13th too a lot of people don't know yeah. so like it really like I also am a partner in another company, a bigger company called North Thirteen, which is an entertainment company. We have a music division, we have a production division. You know, we have marketing, we have all that, and that is also a startup too. And North Thirteenth is where I really learned how to like tell a story. So the way that BCTV is set up through the sports lens, I learned that through like just telling stories through North Thirteenth, where we work with Comcast, Cadillac, Beastbox, Drag. The Sixers, yeah, uh, we've worked times. with like Draymond Green, we've worked with Mitchell and Ness, like we've done some really, really, uh, Sprite, we've done some really, really cool things. And is that at North 13th? Yeah, at North 13th. That's N-O-R-T-H, North yeah, 13th. Just spell that drawn out, but I wanted to shout it out, because people, like people really don't know, and there's also things that I just want people to discover along the way, because I don't feel, I feel like you shouldn't give up all your secrets to anything, but you know, um, You've got a great jumping off point from yeah, there. And man. for sure, uh, I'm looking to expand like the equipment and the space here as oh, well to, to have oh, a couple man. more people on. And that's when we can have even even more more group discussions. You never know. The next tremendous. podcast might be on location, man. Yes. You never I, know. I was just about to say. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm trying to plan out these podcasts for everyone just to kind of get like yeah. a schedule for myself and other people. Uh, Brandon worked his way in real quick. Uh, I can't promise that it will be the next one after this, it's but soon, uh, with the guys where I took Brandon before, uh, past the present, yeah, past the present SJ, I believe. Oh, hold on, the, hold on. Uh, let me, um, let me, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Gear. Yeah. Brandon can go grab some of his gear, oh, but man. basically I'm just trying to, I'm trying to time this out, schedule it out a little bit better so that I have, uh, guests and people that I can know on a timeline, be ready for and just be able to curate content a little easier. It just makes it a little more interesting for me. But yeah, here's here's Brandon with all this all stuff. Right, so right, these so. guys run an amazing vintage store down in uh well down here in Jersey, and hopefully um, we can get them on. Yo, vintage, <laughs> 2015 Made in America shirt with the whole lineup on that John. You see Meek on there. You see Queen B on there. J Cole's on that John. You feel yes. me? The, these gotta, guys, these are definitely the homies, and uh, we'll we'll have them on. They they're very very deep in the vintage game, thrifting. Uh, if anybody's a the movie shirt I'm fan. wearing now is from them as well. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be an awesome conversation. They're two really cool dudes. And then outside of that, I'm gonna have one of my other really good good friends. I hope. I mean, I'm sure he'll come on. Uh, Swag. So we we've got a, a couple of different things going on. We're gonna favorite. diversify. This it. is my favorite. Shout out to uh, <laughs> the guys at the shop, but also shout out to Shane Morton who gave it. <laughs> Shane, my best gave my, it to the guys who, at the Shane shop. Shane and Brandon are my best friends. Who I grew up with. Shane <laughs> yeah. lives right down the hall from me as well. This is my favorite. Uh, that's uh, that's the most amazing story. Yeah. I can't believe they did that. Yeah, shout but out anyway, to the guys, man. We got plenty of of guests coming on. It's gonna be awesome. 
Um, and yes, we're definitely going to be switching it up a little bit in the future, which I can't wait for. Facts, bro. BCTV Media. It's going to go bigger. It's going to grow, man. Love you too, man. You got Let's it. Get it. An hour Until and then. 40 minutes. I told you it, it, All right. it happens naturally. Let's get it. <laughs> Hopefully the people like this channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thank right. you. That was lit, bro.